ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. All across CNY, it's the 315 with Brian Higgins. All right, rolling along here on this Thursday afternoon, a celebratory afternoon for the Orange basketball team. Nice win last night against Virginia Tech. Again, we still don't know if Virginia Tech's good or not. I thought they were good. Maybe they're not good. I don't know. Who's good? Who's not? Who can tell? Maybe our next two guests will know. John Fanta coming up top of the hour. Terrence Oglesby joining us uh, momentarily. He was in the Dome last night uh, for the game. We had Tom Wormy on uh, yesterday. Terrence on today. Did a great job calling the game on Yes Network uh, locally here. Good to uh, watch and uh, hear from them. And uh, with that, we will go to the phone lines and bring in Terrence. Now, Terrence, welcome in, and uh, thanks for hopping on for a few minutes today. Absolutely. Uh, thanks so much for having me. I had a great time with Tom, another Syracuse alum. I realize there's a lot running radio stations up there, so that's good. I appreciate it. I had a great time in Syracuse. I got some dinosaur barbecue. That was terrific. And uh, the game turned out really uh, really good as well. So all in all, a pretty good day. All right. So, Terrence, we, we got you surrounded by Syracuse grads who announced games, and we got you dino. So you, you had the full Syracuse experience in, in your trip here, so that's, that's good to hear. And you know, I don't know what you think. To us, we think that's the most complete performance the Orange have put out there uh, this year. And you know, it's a ten-point game. Realistically, it was never really that close uh, down the stretch. Uh, what'd you make of the Orange last night? Uh, I thought they were terrific uh, all the way around. And I thought last year uh, there was a big difference. You had Jimmy Bayheim down at the bottom. You had a couple of other guys playing the bottom wings of that zone. And in my opinion, those are the most important parts of that zone in the modern. 2-3 defense because you have to be able to cover the corner. You have to be able to cover the 45. And I thought Malik Brown was absolutely terrific. I thought Benny Williams was good whenever he was in there. And Justin Taylor came in and gave a really good spark off the bench. Uh, Syracuse team, it's a young team. There's five freshmen in the rotation. And they are starting to grow and get better each and every game. But I was wholeheartedly impressed with what Malik Brown was able to do. I liked him coming out of high school. I thought he was a good player. But uh, it just took a little while for him to kind of gain his footing on the offensive end, and you saw it all uh, come to a head last night. Yeah, you mentioned that I know a few times last night that you were impressed with uh, the high school version of uh, Malik Brown, and uh, maybe it's just coincidence in time of schedule. He's from Virginia. It's the two Virginia schools this week he's impressed against uh, down in Charlottesville uh, the other day and now uh, Virginia Tech uh, last night. But it, you know, he's not starting. I, I don't think he's going to be anytime soon, but as Jim Bam has said, hey, he's playing starters minutes, and that's what matters right now. Uh, what have you seen of him kind of, you know, getting into this role? It feels like he has a very keen basketball sense when he's on the floor. Well, he just has a knack for the ball. I think that's the biggest thing about Brown is he has a knack for the ball. His second jump, especially when rebounding, is really impressive. And to be honest with you, that's an area that over the past couple of years, Syracuse has struggled to rebound. They're the worst, off, they're the worst in their conference at giving offensive rebounds. And a lot of that has to do with a 2-3 zone not being able to match up, right? And what do you do? You add some athleticism down there on the wings. You help Jesse Edwards out a lot. And with his nose for the ball, his length, and his ability to cover out on the perimeter to shooters, it's really, really impressive. And you say he didn't start. Well, he played 34 minutes, as you alluded to. That might as well be starting. I mean, that's just what it comes down to. I thought he was uh, excellent. Yeah, yeah, he's up to now uh, 70 minutes played here in the last two games. Did not start, but again, played 36 minutes 
in the loss to Virginia last Saturday. So he's, he's sliding in there well. And you mentioned Justin Taylor. Like, not that the Orange were ever in trouble in the first half, but it was it took a little bit to get the offense cracking. It felt like that little stretch that Taylor had in the game midway through the first half is maybe what got the offense going for the rest of the way. Yeah, you know what? Shot making is contagious. I think that's a big, big thing. You know, you know what Joe Girard and, and Judah are going to do. They're going to be able to create off the bounce and create for themselves. Sometimes you have to have guys on the perimeter to make shots in order to open up the offense for those guys. And Justin Taylor, I thought he did a really good job of that. He reminds me, and this might be a little far fetched because this guy played the NBA for a long time, but he reminds me of a two inches shorter Matt Harpring. Big, strong build can really shoot the basketball, covers enough space defensively, long arms. Uh, he's a nice player. And whenever you have a guy come in with that type of confidence, knocking down a couple of shots, uh, shot making's contagious. And then what happens? Other guys kind of find the rhythm, and then they're having to converge out on him on the perimeter, and it opens up the inside. So all in all, uh, a really good performance. And you have to be excited about the youth uh, of the Orange team because it, it, they're only going to continue to get better. Uh, yeah, Matt Harpering, there's a blast from the past. There's a, a Georgia Tech reference from about 20-some-odd uh, years ago. And, uh, yeah, he had a great career uh, in the NBA. He was there for a very, uh, very long time. Uh, and you got to figure, like, you know, a guy like him, a guy that can shoot it, a, a guy like uh, Justin who can uh, shoot it, like, the world is changing in a way. Like, the skill set of guys like that, is right? That's even more valuable now than it was back then 20, 25 years ago. Big body shooters. That's the big thing. It wasn't just Justin Brown. I thought Chris Powell was good, too. I mean, the youth, the athleticism, uh, their ability to cover ground, it looks more and more like some of the Syracuse teams of old. Maybe not as far as an experience, as far as experience is concerned, but at the same time, like there's a lot to be happy about. What would you make of uh, Gerard last night? I mean, I, I think a, a lot are saying, if not the best, that's uh, the best he's played this season. We're, we're seeing now the last few weeks, he, he's getting to the basket more than he has any point of his career. How, how do you see that opening up the rest of his game right now? I'll be honest, his confidence level, and Coach Behan lets him go. I think that's the big thing. I mean, he, he goes for 28 against Louisville. Of course, that's Louisville. You needed every point there, but – uh, he just continued to play well. Really, his only down game was whenever they played Illinois. Outside of that, I think he's been pretty good. And it's his confidence. It's his poise. And one thing that he does as well as anybody is, is he the quickest player in the world? Probably not. But he plays with such tremendous pace. And he goes from fast to slow, slow to fast, as good as anybody. And he is just not faced. He had a couple of shots yesterday where there's two guys converging on him. And it's length coming at him, too, at six nine six ten, It's like he doesn't even see him. When he gets in the zone, he's as good as anybody at scoring the basketball. Uh, all right, as uh, Terrence Oglesby is our guest, he was on the, the TV call last night. I'm sure a lot of you uh, watched and enjoyed his work uh, last night as the Orange beat Virginia Tech by 10 in the Dome. You know, Terrence, I, I think we've been watching Judah Mintz all year. Everyone's excited about the freshman, impressed by the freshman. I feel the Judah experience is maybe even different in person. What would what, you take away when you're sitting down courtside uh, next to him? Does the explosion in the first step and stuff like that feel even more evident when you're right there than uh, when, you're, when you're watching on tape? You know what? It, it, it absolutely does, but it, it comes at you in a different way than tip, than typically with some of these super athletic players. He goes from walking to sprinting in a matter of a step. And that is so hard to guard whenever you get guys on your heels. And he's playing full of cop foot, 
full confidence and bravado at this point. And Bayheim has kind of dealt with some of the growing pains of what's gone on in the early season. And not that he was ever bad, but you still have to learn how to play at a certain level in order to be successful at the ACC level. And, he, you know, yesterday was one of his lower scoring games, but his ability to put pressure on the rim constantly uh, is impressive. And what's really impressive to me, to be honest with you, has more to do with his ability to finish around the rim. He had a miss yesterday where how in the world he got that ball up around the rim was a minor miracle. And the ball should have gone in. I don't know how it didn't, but he gets to the rim. He finishes there at a high level, and he just has such a unique way of contorting his body to get the shot off inside of eight feet. Uh, You know, obviously in today's day and age, it comes to a point to where you hope you can keep guys for a long time. I hope Syracuse can keep Judah Mintz because I think he could be one of the better scorers uh, in Syracuse history. Yeah, and that's saying a lot. Oh, we, yeah, we've seen a lot of people that can put the ball in the the bucket. You know, one, one of them, Eric Devendorf, who, who was with me on the the post game show last night. You know, we're, we're talking about this idea of pro. You know, Judah's not really in these mock drafts right now, but. You know, a guy of his skill set, right, you can easily visualize how something like that could happen here over the next month or two. Well, Brian, he doesn't fit that. I think that's the big thing. 6'3", buck 70, that's not NBA measurables. But right. what he is is he's a, he's a combo guard in the truest sense. The only thing is, is small guards, you better be able to shoot it. He's under 20% on the season. He does have a unique skill set in that he handles it incredibly well. He can get the rim when he wants, and he has a certain mentality about the way he plays that puts him in position to be a scoring threat every time he touches the basketball. Some of the other things he does, he's going to need to clean up, though. I mean, there's there's a couple of things. Almost two turnovers a game. He makes up for that, though, with his ability to create plays. He makes up for that with his ability on the defensive end. He's going to have to shoot the ball better, especially at that size for his next-level potential. All right, I'm going to ask you, Terrence, a question that in theory should be a very easy one-word answer, uh, and then it probably uh, realistically isn't. Uh, who is the best team in the ACC? Today? Uh, yeah, just right now. Do you have any clue who the best team in the ACC is? Because I keep trying to answer it, and I've been failing for like two straight weeks. <laughs> On January 12th, 2023. Yeah, I'm not going to hold it uh, to you even tomorrow, because it could change from now to tomorrow, and there's no games tonight. Uh, that's absolutely right. Well, Clemson's playing as well as anybody. And I'm a Clemson grad. I played there 2007 to 2009. I'm sure you know that. Mm-hmm. But it, it's uh, Hunter Tyson has turned this fifth year into eligibility into a coming out party. I mean, this is a guy that's been a career-long role player, a very good college player for four years. And what has happened is he gets this extra year of eligibility. He's worked his tail off, and nobody's taking advantage of it as much as he is. He's even showing up on draft boards, which is – Shocking to me because I got the I had the opportunity to coach him whenever I was finishing up my school after coming back to Clemson University from playing for eight years. Mm-hmm. And I thought he would end up being a good college player. He has turned out to be a great college player. Went for twenty eight and eleven yesterday. That's impressive. Uh the other thing is is Chase Hunter uh slid from the two position to the one position and it has blossomed his game into something completely different. Uh 6'3, above 95, 200 pounds. He's a big, strong physical kid and he, along with some of the other wings that Brad Brownell has on that roster this year, fit Coach Brownell better because they're bigger, they cover more ground, and they can be a little bit more physical on the defensive end. And you're seeing a result of a roster that fits a coach and some talent that has blossomed when a lot of people didn't necessarily expect it. 
Yeah, Clemson is playing really well right now. This will be either good news or bad news for the Orange, and I suppose we'll find out. Those two teams don't play at Little John until February 22nd, so that's five weeks from now. And who the heck knows what the answer is going to be in five weeks because it seems to change every darn day in this league. All right, Terrence, great to watch you last night on the TV. Good to chat here for a few minutes. I'm sure we'll do this again down the line. Thanks a lot, my man. Absolutely. Anytime you need me, just give me a call. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Will do. That is Terrence Oglesby. You caught him last night on the S Network. You can catch him uh, a lot of places. He does a lot of the Field of 68 podcasts and all of that good stuff. You know who's another guy who does Field of 68 podcasts? Well, we're going to have him on immediately next because we'll be talking to John Fanta of that, of the Big East, of Fox Sports, of all those things. More basketball talk when we come back. It's hour two right after this. QSportsTalk.com, ESPN Radio.